Hello everybody and welcome back to Thrallers. We're here for season two. Uh, I'm here with Chris as always. How you doing, Chris? So good. 2024 season two. Look out. Bigger and better. <laughs> what, what what shiny new things do we have for our listeners? Uh, nothing, I think. We, we, we might have even lost some segments. Uh, we, we might be going backwards <laughs> for season two. Sweet as. Sweet as. But we've definitely got plenty of you and I just dribbling shit. So... <laughs> That's that's still there. Well, I think that's our calling. Yeah, and we got an action-packed episode today. We uh, we took a lot longer off than I thought. I thought we might have even been back like first week of Jan, but uh, we were all being a bit busy. So um, yeah, plenty of plenty of disc golf happened while we were away. So uh, lots to talk about. So much. But um, we'd better be quick though because uh, we're recording this Thursday night. It's about seven forty now. And uh, the parked clubhouse goes live at 8.30, and I'm very interested to find out just uh, what that is. Well, I'm so, so keen. I've got my theories. I've got my theories. The way I see it in uh, in the podcast landscape of Australia is there's, there's already a clear MPO podcast in the market, and there's already a clear MA4 podcast in the market. I'll, I'll let you decide who's who. I'd like to think we're the MA. I'd like to think we're probably the MA four podcast. Yeah, but I could see I could see the parked clubhouse coming in, just slotting in nicely as like a a really like confident, maybe some might say arrogant MA one podcast. Mm, okay, yeah, nice. Well, it had listed um, to be joined by the Crush Boys, and I don't know is that the Canberra Crush Boys? Is that uh ryan and leo like how who do you think the crush boys are well i should i assume they were the weedners i should i assumed it was uh jason ash but maybe i'm wrong <laughs> well it said that uh I, I thought it said that um kyle and uh ash would be joined by the crush boys but maybe i read Ooh, that wrong but anyway that. so much intrigue so there's only one way to find out oh, so that's we- gonna be uh that's gonna be blake and alex then surely yeah, well, it could be, but it could be the yeah. Canberra Crush Boys. It could be, um, uh, why am I drawing a blank here? Austin and uh, Jade. You know Jade? What I mean? Well, so, Jade's coming out for the Golden City. Could be anything. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll just have to see. But I'm, I'm excited. Looks like it could be, could be some fun. Yeah, I mean, if they're, look, tournament coverage is anything to go by. Um, I'm, yeah, they're going to they're, they're gonna be putting out some good stuff. Yeah, nah, for sure. All right, we better, uh, the Inver League is currently on. We better do a quick check-in now and then see how it shakes out by the end of the pod. So I'm, I'm having a quick squeeze, and Ryan Budge is leading the charge, seven down through 12. Uh, he's got Timmy B's number at five, Patty at four, and then Dazza at two. Uh, Cassie's doing all right on even. Pody is up and about on five. Ethan Lewis is back playing disc golf. few good names out there. Lee Thompson's playing well. But, um, yeah, we'll check back into that, see how our man Daz is doing at the end of the episode, see whether he can claw a few back. Yeah, he's going to have to, yeah, finish strong. The, the the red does not rate very well. You have to go back to week two at Inverleague to see how um, the ratings shake out. And I think I noticed, um, what did I notice? A 945 was a minus eight. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Could be interesting. He's been yeah. playing some good disc golf lately, but that will that will hurt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. 
Uh, and what do you think? Is a bit bit of a strategic move? Like we've got the green jacket coming up uh, in a, just over a week's time, and stop number one is going to be out Inverley. What do you think? Is this uh, just happens to be at a free night, or is no, this pure no strategy? No, no, no doubt about it. He he wants that green jacket. Um, he's yeah. This is prep. Like he's he's had this booked in for ages, and the timing's just it's too convenient. He wants that green jacket. Yeah, I think so too. I think so. A bit sus for mine, but um, yeah, loving his form down there. So that'd be great uh, if he could hold that out for next weekend as well. <laughs> exactly. All right. So uh, last year I played a bit of disc golf with Shawnee Dobbs from Disc Golf Warehouse. Turns out he's a bit of a fan of the pod and he wanted to know how he can get involved. And he wanted to know if he could do like a giveaway. And I said, of course, if you want to give away some discs and stuff to our listeners, then... Uh, yeah, we'll do anything you want. You just tell us what you want. And uh, and then he sends us this beautiful prize pack, which uh, will get you to chuck up on the socials. But there is a Baney's World Tour Innova J. There Legit. is a Scott Stokely signed uh, Berg. Outrageous. Outrageous. And the uh, Test Flight zone gt battle pack which is uh, a couple zones which have different rims on them one of them's got a banger gt rim and the other one's got a whatever the other gt is um can't remember but uh, i think they're sort of flip inverse transverse or whatever <laughs> you know what i mean um, sure yeah <laughs> like convex <laughs> concave rims clear as mud <laughs> but anyway, four really cool discs there, as long with a uh, disc golf warehouse um, towel sticker. We've got a Baney Mini, an Innova sticker, and one of those um, disc golf warehouse. I can't remember what they call them, Zing caps or something. They're oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. the little so, minis that go on top of your can when you're playing disc golf so it doesn't spill everywhere. Perfect. So, a pretty awesome pack to give away. And uh, how are we going to get our hands on this? Well, it's pretty simple. Disc Golf Warehouse is looking for the next big thing in disc golf. And they've come to us to try to find it out. They've come specifically to our listeners to try to figure this out. So they want the next big thing for Disc Golf Warehouse. So uh, over the next two weeks, submit to us uh, via socials anyway, anyhow. Your next big idea for Disc Golf Warehouse, whether that's a, a new type of disc or a new slogan that uh, might be funny or you know catchy or just some other product or a direction, something something new and exciting for Disc Golf Warehouse to, to get involved with. And uh, Shawnee Dobbs will pick his favorite and send out the pack. So we've got two weeks to do it. Um, I think if you want to be in a chance to win, you better probably better subscribe or like the Disc Golf Warehouse Instagram page because uh, Shawnee might check that. Yeah. Um, if you don't have Instagram, then let us know because if you've got a cool enough idea, then yeah, it might get you across the line anyway. But um, yes, the next great thing for Disc Golf Warehouse and this amazing prize pack could be yours. Love that, love that. I've already got... Um a bit of an entry in mind, actually. Ooh, um, what do you got? Oh, I can't bloody think of the name of them. What are, What are those like? Those protectors that cowboys wear, like over their jeans. Oh yeah, like chaps. 
chaps thank you like we need we need disc golf chaps with uh the way the grass situation is going at the moment true. i could i could really do with some chaps in my disc golf life <laughs> true nice there you go <laughs> oh well we got a front runner now guys <laughs> all right last year at the end of the year we spoke about the tour down under because it looked dope um i can't remember if uh we had the new addition at the end of the year or not, or if that came in the break, but Alice, um, not, uh, not Alice got a mention. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, but one new big thing that they've got is they're doing the GK pro skins. Yes. And, uh, it's a fair or a locals versus favorites or something like that. Right. Who yeah, are, yeah. who are the four people that we're going to be seeing on GK pro skins? Yeah. So they've actually got a bunch of different cards. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, so there's like, I want to say maybe three cards. Um, so, you know, they're probably doing it, obviously, at the different events across the tour. Um, but the one that obviously caught our eye was the uh, one with the Aussie on it. So you got Bainey up against um, Corey Alice himself. Then you've got um, Jacko and Perkins. Yeah, how cool. That's so good, but um, that's so cool. yeah, that's so that's the one they'll do at the New Zealand Nationals, but they'll com do a completely different one at the Bottle Lake, which um, Kiwis and Tall Paul, and and then a different one at Paradise Plates. Uh, would have been awesome to see, um, you know, Austin or Aussie D, yeah, get a yeah, good run. Or Reese or someone get a mention, but no, mostly Kiwis and um, obviously the visiting Americans. Mm, cool. Yeah, well, yeah, stoked. Just another really cool aspect of it. And, um, yeah, I guess that's what you get when you when you bring out the GK guys. Yeah, exactly. All right, another thing that has popped off over the break, and uh, we copped a little bit of credit for it. Maybe we should have just rolled for it, but we have absolutely no idea who it is. Straya Stats. Yeah. Straya uh, Stats. New, new Instagram page. Um, yep. Definitely, people thought it was us. Uh, it ain't us. Nah, that's way too much uh, work. Yeah. We don't put <laughs> anywhere near as much work as people might think that we do. Uh, no chance we're doing that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, looks really cool. Been a bit quiet lately, though, right? Uh, or if I just, or if I just don't follow them yet. No, no, they, they, they no, they've been posting. They posted something yesterday. Okay. Um, uh, all about Luke Bain, Bainey. Um, have a stab. How much PDGA career earnings do you think Bainey made last year, 2023 alone? Last year. I reckon yeah. that he probably pay, played, I'm going to say like six big events. Um, and then he would have won or second at all of them. So that's a, we're looking at around 6,000. Um, and then maybe some little bees. I'll just say seven two. Seven two. Not a bad stab. Good like. Good educated guess. Nine eight three one. Oh, Bainey. Yep. Whack. There you go. There you go. Geez, not a bad little year for him. Yeah, but is it though? Like, that's it's. He's easily our most prolific disc golfer, and he's yeah. had to, and he's had to travel to make that money. Um, like. I'm going to Greece later this year and I, I've nearly dropped, I've dropped more than that on flights. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Like this is his full-time job. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's... as a full-time job, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, um, I... no, it's got all sorts of things. Like he had the highest rated round. Obviously, it was the 1081 round. Um, he's obviously a thousand rated player. He had he had three car trips with Paul McBeth. I don't know if Paul knows about a couple of them. <laughs> uh, he had a ten-stroke winning margin at the uh, ADGC. Um, and around two, it was 91% from C1, um, in that tournament, so on and so forth. So yeah, they're active. They're active. They're putting up some good stuff. Nice. Yeah. I forgot about the Euro tour. That would have bumped him up. That's that extra couple thousand I didn't account for. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, there you go. Um, I don't know. We'll just have to see what it is, uh, next year, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard enough being a full-time job in America, let alone, uh, let alone here. So exactly. Yeah. Good, good luck to him, though. Uh, all right, now to some uh, disc golf that people were actually playing. We have the Summer Cup Revival Series that kicked off last year with the Melton Creaky Blinders, which we had a chat about. But there's been another, what, four events since then? Right, yeah, and then some, yep. <laughs> yeah, some just going strong. The old man's just pumping them out left, right, and center, um, which is pretty cool. And he keeps choking on them, which is uh, even even funnier. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, way too many to to dive too deeply into. But we'll have a quick sort of look around, and uh, we'll have some highlights from the ones we played. The uh, the Ruffy Lake Park one, I uh, I missed out on that, and so did you, I think, at the end of last year. Correct, I missed out. But that was a nice big win for uh, Leo Dykes, just ahead of. Uh, Josh Smith and Marcus. So uh, that was good to see him. I think that's his first win. Beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, one of many uh, to come. And uh, that was also the day that Tim Ware just popped off insanely, ruined it for everyone else because there was only like 25 people or something at the event. And uh, he just went ham. He ended up with the best score of the of the day with a neg 15, two better than, than Leo. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just ruined all the ratings for everyone. Yeah, he slays. He just he just pulls them out. Yeah, 100%. He's actually been playing pretty consistent this year, too. So he's had the ups and then the heavy downs, but uh, it's looking all pretty solid so far. Uh, and then my man, Jeff, he got it done in the MA50s uh, over, over his uh, old rival, Doug Adams, and he's trying to get his win percentage back up. That's the... It's not even a hidden agenda for him. He's put it out here that he's running all these tournaments because he wants to get his win percentage up. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty strong start for him there to to, uh, to get back into it. Uh, another notable was uh, Matt McClellan in MA3 with a neg eight just miles ahead of second place uh, who was even. So um, sick work there by Matty McClellan. Yeah, nice. Uh, and then a couple of days after that, we got straight into the hot start. Uh, and I was looking for Leo to just go from strength to strength, but not quite. He um, finished well back of uh, Timmy B, who just had a monster first round. Absolute monster. I think you were watching the live scores from that. And he was it like nine or ten birdies in a row. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, charge, 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 charged. And it was all from the back nine, right? Like, he's, he got, like, 13 onto, like, two or something. Like, it was nuts. 
was always uh, going to be uh, tough to chase down. Yeah, exactly. It was five strokes ahead of Aiden after first round. Aiden caught a couple back, but like it was just a ri- ridiculous score. Um, so yeah, well done, Timmy. Took took that one out over uh, Aiden. And yeah. um, Timmy Ware backed it up, but yeah, not as impressive. Only a, a neg six, which was much off the pace that he said before, but still got the win over uh, Chris Hart, which is always impressive. And then uh, Chris Scott just uh, blitzed the second round. It was it was pretty close. Uh, I was playing on that. Brett, Brett Zebel was out in front after the first round. And uh, no one played particularly well other than him. And um, yeah, then er- no one else just... Well, everyone but Oscar and Chris Scott just started playing pretty poorly in that second round. I was terrible. I, I can't even explain what happened to me. I just... I'd be throwing my drive to 30 metres and then I would upshot it to eight and then miss the part and be like, oh, cool. I heard you were in a really good mood about it as well. (laughs) Yeah, I was a bit salty. Sorry, Oscar. (laughs) 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 Uh, But yeah, Chris Scott just went on a blitz and I thought he had it in the bag. But then, um, yeah, a few holes to go. I looked at Oscar was right there. So it was a pretty cool little battle in the end. But uh, Chris Scott proved too strong. His first MA1 tournament and he gets the W. Yeah, well, we I tell you what, he was on the brunt of some feedback from us last year, and mm-hmm. he, he, he's t- obviously listened closely, and he thought, you know what, I need I need to step up, and I'll I'll win where it matters, and what what a way to get going by Chris Scott, that is uh, that's huge. Like, I don't even know if he really picked up any W's in MA two because we kept on telling him he kept on coming fourth every time, <laughs> exactly. and then he's just going right. I'll give MA one a go. Oh, it's easy. I win. Yeah, MA1's heaps easier than MA2. We're trash. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, good on him for playing up. There was no MA2s playing, so he said stuff it. And then, uh, yeah, got the W. So good. Uh, and then uh, Ash Wiener with a very solid round, uh, well, a couple of rounds, finished a tie with Lee Thompson, and they went to a, a playoff where Ash got it done. So good, good job there, Ash, with an even overall, which is pretty solid golf. Uh, some that 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 playoff was um, caught on camera. It's out there in the wide world. If you want to see how not to putt, um, go go watch that playoff. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then uh, Jeff backed up his uh, impressive win by getting absolutely murdered by Doug Adams. Shouldn't even be saying Jeff's name. There's like ten people ahead of him, but uh, <laughs> I got to do it just to let him know. But uh, yeah, Doug at Bald Hill, what are you going to do? Unless uh, unless Cranny's showing up, then Doug, Doug's winning. Put your house on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Matthew McClellan backed it up with uh, in MA3. Uh, only a couple-stroke victory over this this time over Eamsy, but uh, two wins in, in as many days. So, well done. Yeah. Welcome to 2024. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, yeah, just the other week we, we had a double round. So I was out at Llewellyn Park on the Saturday with the, the new layout there, uh, which was uh, interesting. I heard uh, lots of good things. There was some good, there was definitely some good holes I really enjoyed. And then there was just some puzzling stuff, but um, well, that's all right. Um, it was a battle between Nate Parrish and Aidan Howard in the... MPO and uh, Aiden came out on top on that one, pretty close in the end. But uh, yeah, last couple of sort of holes 
got it done. And uh, Oscar with one stroke over Sven on the um, on the final hole. It was very tight between those two. Uh, I was well out of it. My first round sucked. Uh, but, yeah, those two played some pretty cool disc golf in that second round and a bit of back and forth. But uh, in the end, the little last little dinky hole, Oscar parked it and uh, Sven missed his putt. So, well done to Oscar. And uh, Taryn Anderson knocking off. Tim Ware, just pegging him back down a little bit, which we like to see. We don't, we don't want anyone winning a little too much. So, uh, Taron's first MA40 event, and a uh, big win for him. So, well done there, Taz. Beautiful. And uh, Jeff and Doug happened to be in a playoff as well. Imagine that. And <laughs> both of them put it so close. Doug was under the basket. Jeff was about two meters. And he's like, oh, yeah, we need to sort this thing out with this CTP. And we're Said, mate, just make the part and we'll sort it out after. Doink. Just throws it straight in the cave. It was disgusting. It was one of the worst putts I've ever seen in my life. Jesus. <laughs> so Jeff loses the playoff straight away. I was like, ah, well, now I'll go sort your shit out. Jesus. So another win for Doug. Um, looks like Jeff was just trying to get Doug's win percentage up. <laughs> uh, the MA2 boys were all pretty trash across the board. Not going to lie. That second round, when it got a bit windy, they all just went to water. But uh, the two that went to the water least was Brett, Zebul, and uh, Austin. And same deal, went to a playoff and only went the one hole. Uh, Brett, Brett parked it, Austin was in the bushes, and uh, that's all she wrote. So well done there, Brett. Beautiful. Mm. Uh, and then uh, in MA4, Daniel Frawley, 10 strokes ahead of Cameron Robinson in second. So well done there to uh daniel uh and then the next day bang straight after we're at werribee so what happened at werribee jeff safine jeff was there and a, <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a few other uh pulled off the double but uh i uh just made it to the werribee league um yeah lots of fun look grass was up i've already mentioned the grass once this podcast it's might it might be in for a couple of more mentions um so the course was playing different like you know for this time of year you, in australia you're really expecting to kind of play the skip shot and it um just was not in play it's just like where it landed is where it stopped and uh the point and shoot uh type tournament and a lot of people pointed and shot and uh shot really well um starting down at ma3 um our man Kanti beans um out of the gates with i think a minus eight massive um, yeah massive massive just you know Pantsing the field, going it goes into round two with a six-stroke lead, um, and maintains it. Um, uh, shooting, I think, an even. Uh, no, a minus two must have been um, round two. Um, but yeah, big win over Enzi and Hunter, and um, yeah, Gannon and a few others uh, making up the numbers. Um, in MA50, you had your dad finding himself in another playoff. Now it's I'm here. this guy. I'm hearing mixed reviews here. I, I read online this week, and you might know true or false. Was it a nine-hole playoff? Nah, so one of the holes someone was playing. So right. they got to the ninth hole, but they played eight. They yeah. Played, it, was, it was an eight-hole playoff. Okay, crazy. Uh, yeah. All right. So um, anyway, Kerry got it done. 
Um, Gary Edwards gets the W, um, and yeah, Jeff finds himself in another another br- bridesmaid. These the Bruns thing, man. Apparently, just don't like winning playoffs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's maybe there, um, babe, a curse is brewing. I'm O of two in my disc golf career. <laughs> Lost one early. Um, Lee Thompson got it done over Ash, Ash Wiener and MA40. Um, Emma had a good showing, um, shooting above her rating both rounds. MPO was where it was at, though. Um, four of us going toe-to-toe, real close. Parrish out of the gates early. Definitely a sidearm-friendly course, and Parrish made the most of it, going minus 10 early. Um, and and we, we couldn't catch him. In the end, two shots separated the entire field between um, Nath Parrish in first and Josh Smith in fourth. Um, he was ring-a-ding-ding, um, but really, in the end, Parrish had a couple to play with in the end. Probably should have laid up a 12-metre putt on the last hole. <laughs> des- decided to send it a you know, 20-metre putt, six long. Um, and then miss the comebacker. And, and so the scores look a little juicier than what maybe it really was. He had a little bit to play with there. Yeah, um, two up, one to play, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and obviously I skipped over MA2 because there's nothing to see there other than the uh, the one and only Sandbagger himself. We're saying it early, podcast one. He knows who he is. <laughs> Shoots the hottest round of the event. Uh, pretty comfortably by a shot. <laughs> um, Pen Lu, he's going to do damage in MA2 this year if he hangs around in there for very long. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. He needs to get out of there. <laughs> he needs to like, get out of there early. He could come do damage in MA1. He could do damage in MPO. Like, or like, but each to it in the main hit, he's brand new to the game. What's his PDJ number? Like 200 a million thousand? <laughs> Two, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 250 something thousand. Like, each of their own, fair play to him. Um, and he's right, but the thing is, it's all good and well why he looks like, like, oh, he's only a 901 rated player. He just happens Not to play. Not for long. He just happens to play 960 golf consistently. Yeah. Um, Not for long. He'll be forced up soon when he hits 935, then he'll have nowhere to go. Exactly. And I think, I, yeah. Let's like, what are we, um, we'll have the February update. He might not get there in the February update. He, Possibly could, to be honest. Mm. Um, but he will be there by March. So the writing's on the world pen. Uh, you're not going to be below 935 for long, I don't think, buddy. Yeah, exactly. May as well just move up now so it uh, doesn't look like a forced move. Yeah. But we'll see how he go. Golden City Classic coming up. Longer course. Yeah, we'll see how he, uh, how he handles that. Yeah. Um, and we've had the Stony League going as well. Which has Correct. been a bit of fun. I went to the first couple. I think you've been to all three. Uh, well, I sort of was at the second one and then didn't, oh, yeah. get, to, <laughs> didn't get to play hole one. Yeah, true. <laughs> no good. Um, but now it's been a bit of fun. And uh, Stoy has been putting in a couple new holes, which is exciting. Bringing back some OG holes. And uh, some of those weird little tournament layout holes that we had. Yeah. Uh, how how are the new ones on Wednesday? Last night. With the yeah, the up the hill one. Yeah, yeah, uh, real good. Um, so we kept the um, you know, the traditional ho- long hole seven, OG hole seven, uh, yep. that continue to play tough. Um, and then yeah, we put in a couple of one of Oscar Felberg's old holes. It went to the back corner, um, and then an up the hill one. Um, only Gannon got the birdie on the on the one going to the back corner. Um, 
but a lot of people birdied the uphill one, which was a completely blind shot. Like, so pretty cool to have like this hole that was like reachable, um, but you just kind of had to, you know, point and shoot and hope for your best. And um, yeah, it was crazy to see like, uh, you know, 10 or so birdies go on it last night. Um, so yeah, the course played really well. What I'm hoping with having Pirate layout is that the end of the league, PDJ doesn't do the maths and like even out all the ratings. Mm. Um, because can conditions shift anyway. So I'm not like a big fan of that over, you know, a three month league. It makes no yeah. sense to make them all equal. Um, but now that all the um, layouts will technically be different at each week, surely they will just let the rating stand. Yeah, you would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting that, but yeah, probably that that's how, how else we could, they do it. They can't smooth it out if it's, you know, potentially a different course every week. Yeah. Which is probably well, only good. me. That, it's probably only me that's thought of that, being the obviously super nerd that I am. But um, yeah, last night, uh, Penn killed it. Um, Ash Weidner killed it. I I I killed it for my first seventeen holes, eleven down through seventeen. Then oh. I, and and then I bump into Penn. Um, he's like playing on the car behind me, and he's like, um, "Cool your jets, bro. Like, I want to, I want to match you, or at least beat you. Like, don't do well on hole one, one and two. Wink, wink. Obviously, knowing that hole one's just a walk up birdie for me, and hole two, I'll, I'll hopefully get as well. Um, but no, no, that, that's not what happened. <laughs> but bogey, bogey finish. Really Sick. took, really took the wind out of my sails. O, OB on hole one, then miss, oh boy. then, then miss the six meter putt. Hole two, this is where it gets good. Hole two, just chickened out on the OB, put it 11 meters left, pin high. I was, <laughs> I was like, all right, I got to just like hit this putt. I did the same in hole 12, just the stepper. I'll hit this stepper. Nah, just airball over the top to OB. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and then make the comeback up for bogey. Yuck. That's elite. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty glad I didn't come because there was a lot of really hot rounds and uh, it didn't take much to absolutely get your rating destroyed. Yeah. I saw Hardy with a not-so-stellar round and he's, yeah, well in the 800s, so... <laughs> yeah. Not not too bad I missed it. I was, I was out having dinner with my wife and my mother-in-law, so I'll take that. Good one to dodge. Good one to dodge. Yeah, a, couple exactly. of, a couple of rough golfers just pulled one out. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that's all the disc golf that's been played. I think we might have missed some stuff, but who knows. But who coming knows? up this weekend, we have stop number one on the uh, Vic Disc Golf Tour or Disc Golf Victoria Tour. And I'm keen. You are a late entry into it. So now keen as well. Golden City Classic. So, so keen. Looks fantastic. The... The caddy book's out. The caddy book is elite. We gave Reese a big pump up last year. Um, best TD in Victoria, we called it. And he's really stepped up his game. The caddy book stuff's gold. Loving it. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, and I'm keen to get uh, one of those cool Halo uh, players pack into a disc. So, sick. Should be a lot of fun. And uh, I had a look. They the, the new holes that they brought in for the Vic Open... They're putting them into the the blue layout, so the the pros are playing um, the blue layout both times, and the AMs are playing yellow first and then uh, blue second. Where is it? Where did, What about MA one? Yeah, AMs. 
Well, amps. Okay, so it's just so it is just the MP40s and FPOs and whatnot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I read in the yeah. players book. Which yeah, I'm yeah. fine. I love the I love the yellows. Ballarat yeah. yellow is potentially my favorite course of Victoria. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So I'm, I'm not mad at it at all. Yeah, uh, but yeah, keen to play those cool new Vic open holes. I won't birdie them, but uh, they are fun. So um, yeah, should be should be pretty exciting. You've got any? Um, who, who's your hot tip for MPO? Well, um, I was a late sign up, but I wasn't the latest sign up. I, um, Jade Brady's snuck in there. Um, he's got to be in the mix. Um, obviously, you've got the highest rated player in Australia, um, and you've got you know thousand rated Paddy who uh, is putting in a decent round um, at Inverley as we speak, but. I'm just going to go out there and say, don't sleep on Nathan Parrish. Yeah, now for sure. He's been playing some pretty good disc golf, and it's his hometown. Yeah. So I could see something cool there. But yeah, tough field. Dylan Feldman's in there as well. Tim Bohan loves uh, Ballarat. And yeah, Jade Brady loves Ballarat. He's normally very good there. So uh, yeah, very exciting. Newly Team. sponsored player in Josh Smith. And um, he ain't messing about like... He he's he's touring. He's he's playing disc golf this year, yeah. Um, and and he's putting work in. And um, I didn't say this when I was talking about Werribee. I should have. He, he ended up coming fourth, easily putted the house down. Like just in that final round, um, he just sunk putts like in just a very Josh Smith fashion. That he no right in sinking from all sorts of distances. Um, and if he if he gets clean and solid off the tee, and if God he, he's gonna, yeah, I look forward to seeing how his year rolls out. Yeah, sick. Yeah. Uh, one thing we've got to mention too when we're talking about the Disc Golf Warehouse is they snagged up a few Melbourne crew as well: Ryan Deer, uh, Leo Dykes, and Aiden Howard, all snagged up as uh, Disc Golf Warehouse players for 2024. So that's pretty cool. Beautiful, beautiful. Maybe uh, maybe Dobsy might move over. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I love that. Another thing that I love is that uh, Marcus Velotta's name is in MPO and not in MA1. That I love that aggressively. Yes. So that's very good to see. Yes. But now really cool field for the MPO. So it's going to be exciting. Very exciting uh, to see how that all shakes out. And uh, new name in the MP40 as well, uh, Cranny has yes. moved his way in, which is pretty cool. I like seeing that. Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button. <laughs> uh, he's going to do great. I love it. I I don't know if I can pick him against Ruben because he's a jet. But, yeah, uh, yeah Cranny in uh, MP40, I'm here for it. Another, like, SA crew, they better not listen to this podcast because we don't, you know, we don't obviously talk much about other uh, other states, but massive SA turnout coming over, which is always good to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, not too bad of a drive for, for some of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and Hartley just loves it, so he gets out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matty Hill playing disc golf again. I don't think he played a single tournament last year. No. Oh, no he might have played the Rudolph Wright. And, that, and that'd be about it. Um, yeah. Oh, and he yeah. played, I remember he played Inverley too. That's it. He played, uh, he was a late in. Yeah. And I no. smoked him round one. <laughs> uh, no, really looking forward to seeing how he goes. I know he's got out there and played a little bit casually um, when he can. Uh, and obviously, you know, he's been uh, big on the dad duties like a few of us. But um, I, yeah, won't won't 
uh, be shocked if he obviously takes the victory. Yeah, nah, for sure. Other than that, uh, anyone's game, probably not me. I've been playing great, but Sven was up and about. Uh, Patrick Graham, the big lefty from uh, Ballarat, uh, he'll be good to see. And uh, yeah, even Ethan Lewis, he looks like he's out playing disc golf again, which is exciting. He was a he was a genuine nine thirty disc golfer back when he was playing before. So uh, yeah, if he gets more of that, then he's a chance. And you got, and you got uh, Cam uh, coming over yeah. from the UK as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not too worried about Cam. <laughs> uh, sorry, Cam. Uh, the Emma Georgia Carroll uh, matchup is back, so keen for that. I am too, um, but I, I do you know what I want? You know what that matchup needs? What? That matchup needs a loss to Janet. Like I'm I'm here <laughs> for Janet to just take them down at one of these events. That's what I want to see. That'd be dope. I'll get around that. Yeah. I'll get around that for sure. Uh and then yeah, MA forty. That's like who knows? I love seeing um Huss's name. She's registered for a couple of things in MA forty now. So I think that might just be the division she's targeting this year, which is very cool to see. Um, so she's as good a chance as anyone. Taryn's been playing pretty good, but so's Timmy Ware. I was going to say, Le- surely Timmy takes that down. No, I don't know, man. Like, I, yeah, yeah, he could, but I, I don't, I don't know if I've just got him backed in for it. We, um, to- we haven't Lee seen Thompson him too much well. on, yeah, yeah, we yeah. haven't seen Timmy too much on long courses. So yeah. Timmy, Timmy's a very good putter, but you got to get the disc there, so. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying I haven't seen him play too much on some long courses. So I tell you we'll what, see how we go. Just because I'm going to say it again, because I want to. If it's had a fresh mo, you know, Taryn's roller, is, roller, yeah, is in play at Ballarat. But if the grass is up like it is everywhere else in the state, I, I'm going to rule Taryn out. Nah, Ballarat would be mowed. They they take care of it. They they love uh, having the tourneys and stuff there. Their council's great. Find out tomorrow. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, the MA50, I don't know, who knows? The old man will probably lose another... Uh, playoff. Another, another playoff. But I think it, uh, Nick Hall is very good, so if I had to back anyone, I'd back him. Yeah. you like anyone for MA2? MA2, um, well, yeah, we just spoke about him at length. Um, Penlu wins in a canter. In a canter against Henry Arnold. Yeah. Yeah, in a cancer oh, against Henry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Same deal. I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm same here as uh, as Timmy Ware. I just haven't seen Penn play enough long courses, but okay. I know. I know Henry can throw it 120 meters. Yeah. So I don't know. I yeah. I, I'm. I'm very keen for this matchup. So hopefully Henry plays good to uh, to keep up with Penn. But yeah, and Jess Castles has got the big arm there for it too. So. And no, no, it could be a spicy one. It could be a spicy one. Um, yeah, it's going to be cool watching, obviously, how it shakes out over the Saturday-Sunday with the two layouts for MA2. Um, yeah, Henry, obviously, probably rightfully so, goes in favourite, but um, I, I, I'm big on Penn. Yeah, nah, nah, yeah. I, I think he's, yeah, he's my favourite too, but I just, I don't know. In a cancer, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how we go. But I love seeing Henry up in MA2 now. He's finally given up the juniors, wasting his time down there. And I'm yep. just glad he's not in MA1 because that's <laughs> embarrassing. It's going to be embarrassing for all those people when they get smoked by a 15-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then what else have we got? Man, MA3 is huge. They've got 21 players going for that. 
The uh, FJ15 now becomes FA2. Oh, yeah, there you go. Nice. They've, just, so, they've moved uh, their battle up. There's a couple of girls in there turning 16 this year. <laughs> yeah, it must be. Um, so we'll watch that battle all year, no doubt. MA3, um, uh, Canty Beans is working on some form. Tell me he's playing. Yes, oh, he's, yeah, he's playing. Yeah, yeah. I, I know he's working on some form aggressively at the moment. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. But um, I think he'll be... Uh, up and about. Um, obviously, Miller, you expect to sp- uh, play well. You got Lewis there as well. You know I'm big on max stats. That's a, a you know, MA3. What are you doing? You yeah, can't I know. Throw, throw a dart at it. Probably yeah. be Duncan McIntosh. Jason Wiener versus Alan Mainpar at the bottom. Who Who's taking that out at the bottom? I hope Jace. Come on, Jace. I heard he had an absolute stinker on... Uh, um, what was it? The Stony League on Wednesday. Zero percent from C1X. Something. Something like that. Oh, bad. That's brutal. Yeah. yeah. Se- 708 rated disc golf. Sick. Good yeah. job, you Jace. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Same as that. Same as MA4. I don't know. Pick your poison. Or Ash, Ash is playing in it, and he's been killing it. So, I, I, Ash in a canter. Oh, because he's got I'm a film. Sticking. What a what a little sneaky thing to have up his sleeve. Oh, I've got yeah. to, I've got to play MA four because then I've got to get behind the camera. <laughs> yeah, and he's in such good form at the moment. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. Ash, now I got Ash, him winning that. Ash Brookers is in there as well though, and I know he's going to get some practice laps in. We'll see. Hmm. Nice. Not very keen. Uh, the old man actually booked a place up in Ballarat, so we're going to stay there on. Saturday night, uh, and it works out perfect. My Baltimore Ravens are in uh, playoff game on Sunday morning at 8.30, and I should be able to watch most, if not all of that, before my round starts, so very excited. We'll be up by 20 at halftime anyway, so it won't matter. Cheerful. So should be a lot of fun. All right, another one we got on the horizon. Stop number two, I believe, on the uh, Vic Tour is the Ruffy Rumble, which I finally got going. Uh, it was meant to be something, a big tournament happening at Bicentennial, but then I kind of got dicked around by them. And then uh, Ruffy came through super fast. We kind of got messed around with the Christmas break, but uh, they were fantastic. We're on board, and we're going to have a full 18-hole layout at Ruffy Lake, which we haven't had in, uh, in a hot minute. And uh, Oscar and I went out and designed the course, you know, over the Christmas break, and I think we got a pretty good one. So, using uh, almost all of the existing baskets, but only a couple of the standard holes. So, uh, bringing in some of the typical tournament layout holes that uh, we've had in the past, and um, some of the old layout from um, the old roughy course, the little downhill, what used to be hole four is sort of coming back into play, and the old hole three. So, um, yeah, a few cool holes I'm excited for. And then, yeah, temp baskets for the for the back nine. So the monster's a pretty tasty one. Uh, I'm very excited for the monster. We could have some wild, wild scores, hot and cold, uh, <laughs> for, for the monster. Um, and Avenue's back in play, some other cool par fours. And, yeah, should be, should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm trying a bit of a different format. Similar to how they did nationals, just splitting the divisions in half and doing uh, two rounds in a day 
for for them. So the um, yeah MA twos, MA fifties, and sort of below like MA three da da da. We're all playing on the Saturday, two rounds in a day, and then on the Sunday the MPO MA one such and such will play. So um, keen to see how that shakes out. It means there's a massive capacity for players. Like technically, we could have 140 players. Um, I don't anticipate that, but it'd be pretty cool if we could hit around the 100 mark. Uh, but we're nowhere near that yet, so uh, I need people to sign up. So um, I'll punch it out there now. I haven't done too much promotion of it yet, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And please make it worth my while. Setting up these bastards is going to be a pain in my ass. <laughs> so, <laughs> so come and play. It's nice and cheap. It's only 30 bucks for AMS, uh, but you're not going to get anything <laughs> except for a good time. So don't expect too much, but um, yeah, should be good. Ruffy Rumble, it's uh, 17th and 18th of next month, so we're about a month away, and tons of spots available. Look for it on the uh, ADG website or the Disc Golf Victoria website. Uh, and yeah, it's a gold level, which is the level the next um, the high, next highest besides the Vic Open, so you can get some good uh, tour points as well for the uh, the Vic Tour. So. Get around it. Huge. Watch that fill up. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, my name's not uh, yet on that list. I'm um, aware. But um, it will be. It will be 100% there. Um, and I'm just having a cheeky look. Uh, I'm already looking forward to the uh, MP4 ba- MP4. Oh, battle. yeah. Oh, yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Dazza is a fresh entry into the MP4, MP40 crew. So it uh, should be good fun seeing him go against uh, Rubenberg. Huge. All right, so we check back into the Inver League. I think they're done now. Oh, what great timing. This is, they literally <laughs> they literally just finished the 18th hole. Oh, perfect. Uh, looks like our man Budgie managed to just hold on. Uh, Timmy charged, but uh, they tied for first in MPO with uh, Neg 8s. So, well done, Budgie. That's good. I love seeing Budgie do well. Yeah, he's playing so much disc golf, like... Um, he, it's bound to click eventually for him. Yeah, for sure. He was so good before, so I'm sure it'll come back. Uh, but yeah, Dazza did not manage to edge out uh, any of the others. No. Cody, <laughs> minus six. Uh, Troy with a minus five, worth mentioning. Lee Thompson uh, by one stroke over Caspar in the MA40s. Well played. Um, oh, MA3, it's got a couple of People shooting pars in MA3. That's good going. That um, is good going. Duncan Mashintosh, I think that was my tip to win uh, MA3 for <laughs> Golden City Classic. So look at that. Go. Good good he, form. He's up and about. <laughs> nice. Cool. All right. So, uh, yeah, the the uh, it's 8.30, so the clubhouse is about to start. So we better finish this off. So uh, have in. you got some uh, spotlight not light? Yep, I do. Um, I'll get us going with a uh, not light, all right? And I'll, I want this to go far and wide. I'm going to start with an honourable mention. Um, my honourable mention is the Australian Disc Golf, the ADG. <laughs> um, they they need to step up. 
actually. Um, yeah. There are a lot. There are a lot of moving parts in Australian disc golf at the moment, um, and I just think with the way the market's going, with um, just all of our media coverage and just the level of events and the quality of events and the quality of disc golf, disc golf has gone from strength to strength to strength um, over the last few years. Um, the ADG website was janky back in 1985. It's now just <laughs> em- it's now just embarrassing. Um, and website aside, I just think we need to be going hard and fast and loud with what are the tour events, when are the dates, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, without going too much into the cost of living and stuff, like we just need uh, just an added level of class and uh, professionalism, I think is what I'm asking for, uh, from the ADG. I know you're a bunch of volunteers, but volunteer harder. <laughs> volunteer harder. <laughs> All right, my yeah. not my not light, my actual not light. That was just a gentle warm up. Jeez, oh, whack! My, my actual not light is fucking grass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'll be salty if I get to Ballarat tomorrow and grass is long. It's just, it's just doing me head in. Mow the like, even my backyard. Could someone come and mow my backyard? I'm so over grass at the moment. What has this summer been? <laughs> Oh, that's gold. You do love throwing a 60-meter Nuko S skip shot. Yeah. So that, that's yeah. hard to do with long grass. It really is. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, it's funny you mentioned the ADG. I, I was like, well, as soon as you said it, I was like, we don't even know who won the tours last year. No, there like you go. That, I, that wasn't even it. I thought that's where you were going. Uh, I could, there's so many things I could say. <laughs> I, had a, I had a quick look at it just then because I was uh, I was interested. Um, so in MPO, no surprise, it's Bainey, Austin, Jade Brady. Uh, they played all of the tournaments. Oh, huge. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and Bainey won most of them. <laughs> uh, but then in advance, we had Gareth Morgan, which I'm not too surprised at. Hayden Fatenny in second. And then a big surprise to me was, uh, Ed Hesline in third. Oh, bang. <laughs> and then an even bigger surprise was Alan Brunsting in fourth. Oh, look out. So there you go. Uh, turns out I came fourth in the tour last year. Sick. Well done. <laughs> but yeah, 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 I love it. Volunteer harder. That's pretty good. <laughs> I've never, I've never heard anyone ever say volunteer harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, how, how do I follow that? I, I don't even know. I, I wasn't even going to go with the not light. I was like, I don't think I've seen anything that I don't like yet. Uh, already gave Jeff a pretty good spray for back-to-back um, days having a uh, stuffed-up playoff. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Nothing else I saw that I didn't really like. So, uh, I'll let them off the hook. Yours was, was too good to follow. All right. What about um, what about a spotlight? You got a spotlight? I do. Um, I'm not sure if you're going to go with this. Um, it probably uh, was. There's a, glowing, okay. there's a glowing one. Let's see if All we're right, well, done I'll yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a, ma- a monster glowing one. So I'll leave, we'll leave that one for you. Uh, mine is going to go to uh, Aaron Picanti Beans because uh, he messaged me not too long ago. This is not why I guess the spotlight, but he messaged me not uh, a couple of weeks ago over the break. He's like, hey, can we get together uh, at some stage? Uh, I just want to sort of, you know, like see what I'm doing with my form. I've, I've just started playing shit. 
And I was like, yeah, sweet. So we, we got together before one of the Stony Leagues a couple weeks ago. And um, I was like, oh, mate, I'm, I'm not the guy that's going to teach you here. But I said, I, I can just do a couple of the drills that uh, Dave Perry was going through with me and telling him the things that uh, I can remember that he told me at the start of last year. And there was a, just a couple small things that he's like, oh, okay, yeah, this clicks, this clicks, this clicks. And then he just like deep dove into it. Um, he was doing some stuff with Penn with the putting as well. He uh, Penn's a phenomenal putter. Um, he messaged me the other day with like a little diagram, a little stick figure diagram of stuff that he's like showing his movements and um, stuff like that. And a couple of videos that he took with himself. So he's gone hard into his form. Uh, and then he came out and absolutely blitzed it at Werribee. And he just said he was just throwing amazing and it felt great. Um, both Penn and I told him to put away his uh, like destroyers and graces and stuff because, you know, we don't have 13-speed arms, so don't throw 13-speeds. Uh, and then, yeah, he's taken to it like a duck to water. And um, even the Stony League on Wednesday, he uh, his score was terrible, but he was 10% from C1X. He was parking them. He just missed all his putts. So, um, yeah, big shout out to him for just going, you know what? I need to put some work in here and then, um, reaching out to a few different people, but then more importantly, just going and doing the work and, uh, it's quickly turning around for him. So pretty stoked. So good job there, Aaron. Awesome. Love that. Good one. Um, yep. So presuming you were going to go with this one, but the, the actual spotlight, uh, no surprise has to go to Ash Wiedner, um, Eight down at Stony last night, a cool 116 rating points above his rating. The only bogey-free round um, of the entire night, um, and yeah, just clean and birdies. Got one, got two, got the best hole in Australia. Obviously, it's one short of what he's done there previously. Um, you know, got birdied the normal 17. Yep, um, nuts. Yeah, exactly. Normal 17, that's epic. Got 18, you know, got, um, you know, 13 and 14 as well, or normal 13 and 14 as well. Um, yeah, really, really good stuff. Um, obviously, torched it. Hurt ratings for a few people, um, <laughs> but torched it. Well done. Spotlight, deserved. Yeah, nice. Not a flash in the pan either too, I don't think. I played with him um, the week before. And he was throwing some great shots. So not I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Nah, so I think, he's, I think he's really been working on some stuff as well. So really cool to see. Mark Hardy was big on him before we teed off, actually. Um, and, yeah, I think I think those those kicking with him in MA4 at Ballarat this weekend uh, might, might see what Ash has been working on. <laughs> yeah, look out. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that gets us in. Our first one of the year. Um, we're away. Bang, bang. So we'll we'll try to get back to our normal regular Wednesday scheduling next week, so we don't clash with the clubhouse. Correct. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Peace out.